most beautiful bride ever. Welcome to Right Start with Jim Custer, teaching pastor of Grace Polaris Church in Columbus, Ohio. Yesterday, we met two women, two prophetic symbols for end times people and events. They're part of John's vision recorded in Revelation. But the name of Jim's sermon is Three Women Who Shaped the World. We've saved the best for last. This bride wears white, and she's in the military. The contrast couldn't be greater between the corrupt consort of the Antichrist and the pure wife of the Lamb. We're in Revelation 17. It's interesting that Babylon is the second most popular name of any city in the Bible. Jerusalem is first, Babylon is second, and there are reasons for that. Babylon was founded way back when the earth's crust was hardening after the flood, way back there, thousands of years ago. Not millions, but thousands of years ago. And it was set up and established in defiance of God. The people who settled and the king who established and his queen, Sumeritus, established a political system in a city that was based upon we will not obey God. God says be scattered throughout the world. We're not going to do that. We're going to stay here. We're going to build a city and we're going to make the top of that city, the top of that tower, the very presence of God. We'll take control of our own religion, write our own scripts, do our own ceremonies, We'll conduct our own moral standards, and God can take a hike. It's exactly how Babylon started. The Bible tells us that God uncovered that, and he did a mighty thing. He confounded human language. And that's where all human language differentiation goes. It goes back to Babylon. And suddenly, those people that were set out to destroy God's will and to control the world under their own power and authority could no longer do so. Their power was broken, and they were divided into various linguistic groups. And they separated linguistic groups and were forced out into the world to populate the world until today. I think you're going to be shocked when we get to heaven at how very, very short earth history is. You're going to be stunned. Man hasn't been on the earth for millions of years. And the Bible will prove to be the most accurate definer and declarer of human history. And it's not that long ago that Noah got out of the ark. As a matter of fact, there are many, many, many people who have seen Noah's ark in our world today. That's not that long ago. So that's the origin of Babylon. And you can trace it down through, down through the course of biblical history, or you can just take natural history, and you'll see that Babylon was always in defiance of God, always in defiance of God. That's Babylon. And Babylon's system of worship centered in Humanism is centered in the mother-child motif. Lots of books written about that. 
get one and read it. You'll be shocked and amazed at how this passage fits the description of what's really happened in the development of Babylon. So what's going to happen to Iraq? That's where ancient Babylon was. Not Iran, Iraq. And that's where the river Euphrates flows. And there are at least three references in the book of the Revelation to that river Euphrates that are going to be fulfilled in the future. So Babylon, the place in Iraq, still has a place in God's prophetic future. And in that place and out of that system is going to be a world religious, economic, ethical system that is called by God the prostitute, the mother of prostitutes, and all vile things of the earth. That's what she represents. But did you see how she dies? Those ten regional kings that the Antichrist appoints to rule with him join with the Antichrist in destroying that woman, in destroying that system. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And chapter 18 goes in great length. You can read about how suddenly it happened, how dramatically it happened, and how the whole, the whole population of the world at that future day when Babylon the Great is destroyed, when God does that using the implementation of the ten, the ten regional kings who've been appointed by the Antichrist early in, early in his 42-month career, when all of that comes down, it's going to come down crashing in a heap. And God will be justified. Turn it with me, please, to chapter 21. If you can do it, hold chapter 17 and chapter 21 in tandem. You can't miss the intended parallel. In chapter 21, verse 9, the book of the Revelation is basically finished. All of the revelation of Jesus Christ has been revealed to John documented and demonstrated. One of the angels, notice in chapter 21, verse 9, then one of the seven angels who had, who had held the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came and spoke to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. He then carried me away in the Spirit. Now flip back to chapter 17 and look what it says there. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the notorious prostitute who sits on many waters. He carried me away in the spirit to a desert. You see the parallel? In chapter 17, John is shown the destruction of the false religious system of mankind with its notorious vices, corruptions, all the bad stuff that goes with human religion, all of it. And there John saw God destroy that woman. She depicts 
the consort of the false Messiah, the Antichrist. She is part of his system until the Antichrist decides he alone will be worshipped by humanity. There won't be a separate church. He will be the church. And all men in the world will have to worship him. So he and his cohorts, the ten other horns, are going to destroy her, the religious system. So there is no other system of worship on the earth during the last months of the seventh week of Daniel, during the last part of the tribulation period. She is destroyed. It happens very quickly. It says repeatedly the judgment takes place in an hour, and in one swift hour, she's destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. And those ten kings are doing what God has put in their hearts. Now, humanly, if you were a lawyer, examine the evidence, you'd say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why would God put in the hearts of these ten colleagues of the Antichrist a hatred for this system that would cause them to destroy the system? Why would God do that? That looks like God's playing favorites with the devil. That's not really what's happening. What's really happening is God is surrendering to his plan to permit Satan to create a false system of truth, a false system of worship, a human system that's degraded, that's corrupt, that's impure, God is permitting men to do that and permitting this one whom Satan has set in place to be the Messiah. God is permitting him to actually have sole dominion over the control of all of the earth for a brief period of time. And that's what 666 is all about. And during that period of life on earth, it's going to be horrible. Terrible. Terrible. The prostitute was destroyed. She was destroyed internally. And those ten kings who, with the Antichrist and the false prophet, kept her in business and promoted her and used her, who destroy her, those ten kings are then going to bring their armies over to a place called Armageddon to face off against King Jesus. And when King Jesus descends from heaven, as you read in chapter 19, the book of the Revelation, the armies of heaven follow him. And we are told in the precursor language, you can read it there in chapter, in, in chapter 19, that in heaven, as Jesus prepares to leave, to come down to earth, to engage the Antichrist, the false prophet, Satan, his demons, these ten kings who are sub-kings under the Antichrist, under whom the whole world is being managed. All of that, when Jesus is prepared to leave heaven and come down, somebody comes with him. It's his bride. And you read about there in, in chapter 19. 
Let's read it before we go further. Chapter 19, verse 7, let us be glad, rejoice, and give him, give Jesus, glory, because the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has prepared herself. She was permitted to wear fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen represents the righteous acts of the, of the saints. And we read that he saw heaven open, verse 11, and there was a white horse, its rider is called Faithful and True, and righteousness he judges and makes war. You can read all down through there. In verse 13, he wore a robe stained with blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The armies which were in heaven, that's us, followed him on white horses wearing pure white linen, and we never get it stained. We don't engage in that combat. We show up as the wife of the Lamb, he does all the heavy lifting. The word goes out from his mouth. You see it there in verse 15. From his mouth came a sharp sword, so that with it he might smite the nations. He will shepherd them with an iron scepter. He will trample the winepress of the fierce anger of God the Almighty. And on his robe, robe and on his thigh he had a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's the church. That's you. That's me. We will have been in heaven seven years. We will have passed through the judgment seat of Christ. We will have received the rewards that are appropriate. Those rewards in part will be represented by the clothes we wear. The clothes represent the righteous acts of the saints, recognized by God and graciously awarded by him. We return with him as part of his entourage and watch the battle of Armageddon unfold there in the valley of Megiddo. The next thing that happens in the Battle of Armageddon, chapter 19, the Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet are taken and thrown alive into the lake of fire. Next thing that happens, a word, Jesus speaks a word, and all of the armies are destroyed. They become bird feed. Be a huge carnivorous bird banquet. And then we read that a mighty angel comes down from heaven having a key to the bottomless pit. He grabs Satan, the old dragon, puts him in the abyss, locks and seals him so that he can do nothing for 1,000 years. And during that 1,000 years, the Lord Jesus rules upon the earth in his kingdom on earth. When that's done, Great white throne, which we'll talk about a bit next week. Great white throne, and then the destruction of our present heaven and earth, the recorrection of a whole new heavens and earth. And it's that time that the angel says, come here, John, I want to show you something. I showed you the woman who was the source through whom the sun came to the earth. That's not the church. That's the descendant of Abraham, who in her virgin womb, became the instrument for God the Son to become flesh. She also is part of a great nation who are the descendants and inheritors of the covenant God made with Abraham through Isaac and Jacob. We saw her. And during the last half of the tribulation period, she will be protected in that very special place in the wilderness. When King Jesus returns, 
lots of things are going to happen for her and about her. The next person we met was this notorious prostitute who represents the vilest human religion and all the pollution and political shenanigans that come with that. All that makes human government reprehensible. We saw that. And she's going to be destroyed. And then the armies of the Antichrist in Armageddon, they're going to be destroyed. And then Jesus is going to establish his kingdom on earth for a thousand years. After all of that, after the new heavens, new earth, then the angel says, come here, come here. I want to show you the bride of the Lamb. And you can continue to read in chapter 21. You can continue to read exactly what she looks like. And you're going to find out that she is both a person, a group of people. She is also a mighty city, a huge city called the New Jerusalem. It's an incredible description. And the Bible tells us that that's your home. That's the home of the bride. That's the home of the church. That's the home of the believers who are committed to Jesus Christ. And we will live and reign with him forever and ever and ever. I know you don't have any questions, so I'm going to close in prayer. <laughs> now, what I wanted you to do tonight, what I wanted you to do is I wanted you to kind of walk through these chapters. There is a lot there to digest. Don't lose your path through it. There are three separate female entities who each serve a role in God's future. One is the nation of Israel, as illustrated by the woman who gives birth to the child, despite the dragon. The second one is the one who becomes consort to the Antichrist during the last half of the, of the tribulation period. In some senses, she will have a role to play during the whole seven years on earth. But she will come into her own during that last three and a half years, and she will be destroyed with all the pomp, power, glory, prestige, all of that, that'll all disappear in smoke. And then I wanted you to see that there is a bride, a bride that those who come to faith in Jesus Christ, trusting him as Lord and Savior, are guaranteed not just a place in his heart, but a place in his home, a place with him forever and ever and ever in a brand new, incredible new heavens and new earth. And that's the glorious future to which we look. Our Father in heaven, we thank you tonight for... Uh, giving us all this detail. It's a lot here to, to stomach, a lot here to think through. But we thank you that you didn't hide it from John. You, you took special effort to make sure that these things were brought to his full attention and that he understood that you understand. You're in control. You got it covered. You've already anticipated all of these things as your program relentlessly moves forward as you accomplish your promise to return to earth and to make this earth your kingdom and then to recreate this earth and heavens into a magnificent new heavens and new earth. 
And you promised that you would give to us the fullest, richest blessing of all that is yet future. And we're glad, we're humbled, and we thank you. It's overwhelming, Father, to see how meticulously you have described the future, directed in the past, and will be proven faithful to every promise you've made. When you bring all of these things to a place where you can say, it is finished. And your grand work of redemption will be accomplished. In that day, when we understand it better and see it more clearly, we're going to be astonished, overwhelmed by the magnitude of your mercy and grace and love, by the sufficiency of your power, and by your grand faithfulness to who you are and what you promised. Sometimes, Father, the world around us seems large, ominous, perhaps out of control, and headed in some very uh, unsavory directions. That doesn't surprise you. You're on top of it. You got it all covered. And you promised you would be with us. You would be with us to the end of the age. So tonight we trust you and we thank you for this mirage of information that you've given to us. Most of all, we thank you that we, as, the, as a young child, can look at this and say, Dad, you win. Thanks for including me. Thanks for saving me. Thanks for giving me your life. So, Father, bless our hearts, your word, to our understanding and to our obedient response to you, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Each of us will be identified with one of the three women symbolized in Revelation. And if you're not Jewish, that whittles the number down to two. Either Babylon, the world system, corrupt, lewd, hostile to God, or the bride, pure and beloved of God. Today we heard the conclusion of Jim's sermon, Three Women Who Shaped the World. We'll send you a copy of the message on CD for a gift of $7 or more. We've packaged together all nine CDs in the current series, and we'll send them out for your offering of $34 or more. The collection is called With John on the Isle of Patmos. If you can help us meet the financial needs of Right Start, we promise to be good stewards of your gift. We know it's an offering to God, not to us. And in case you were thinking that your gift would be too small to be of any real significance, let me assure you it will make a difference. Thank you to those who have prayed and given. And if you'd like to help, you can mail us at Right Start, P.O. Box 437, Worthington, Ohio, 43085, USA. Or call us at 1-800-984-2313. That's 800-984-2313. 
Or visit our website where you'll find more audio resources waiting. It's rightstartradio.org. On the site, we'll show you how to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's the daily radio show, playable right on your phone. Past radio programs and complete sermons are available on our site. You can make a secure donation there, email us, and more. Just remember the address, rightstartradio.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan Pope. Jim will end this series with a Q&A session. Those are always popular. We'll begin that talk called The Consummation tomorrow. Please join us again for Wednesday's Right Start. Thank you.